for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Welcome back to Pleb Underground. This is episode 62. I've got contacts, but I prefer glasses. I chose the girl that puts the class in classes. She's head over her sneakers in quite the spin. Hashtag make Bitcoin sexy again is how we win. Half full or half empty. Hearts full it ain't empty. Charts pull it ain't tempting. Smash by is preempting. The math. Neographically gifted. Plebs shake it. Scams get sifted. Dizzy writes about the paper, but it's about what you're going to do with it. Can't bite. Don't spend it on vapor. Better pass it on before you go blue with it. They say kill them with kindness. Can't you see what's coming? We gotta build them for blindness. Up another gear, keep it humming. The lines I wield are fresh, no rehearsal. His lines, she'll yield. Fuel his sesh, all commercial. Land mines, ill field, blown up or inflated. Grand lines, unsealed, flown up, insufflated. It's been a couple days since I've written much. In part royal, no prince, with not once bit and clutch. In each and every quarter, back in touch. Run a sweep, but fees higher than the Dutch? Why, oh why? More BRC20 minting. Can't stand by, gotta call out money printing. Education three times? Fuck what Tony Blair meant. Society's so bad. Child pays for parent bitcoin the only system with self-enforced property rights satoshi he was first of all you just missed him stay for the lights prepare for the festival i might scramble the words but this is no word salad for those that amble in herds here's your third salad they say you are what you eat but no excuse to graze gotta be productive only herbivores lays life's more than your career but it's a money heist. How's cryogenically preserved? You could say that he's iced. Satoshi gone, he's self-sacrificed. Noughts and ones, not crosses like Christ. Peaceful words are written when I'm calm. Peace be with you, I be spitting, it's a psalm. Be charitable with yourself. Your house is the arm. Lightning connection, like palm to palm. Absolutely based. Welcome back to Pleb Underground. And joining us today is the CTO and co-founder, fellow Bitcoiner, Andre Neves. Andre, thank you very much for joining us. I hope I didn't destroy your last name there. No, it's okay. It's a hard one to pronounce. <laughs> Thanks everyone <laughs> for being close? here. Yeah, Neves. It's very close, very close. Damn it. No, it's, it's an honor to be here. I've, I've watched the show plenty of times. I have uh, lots of friends who have been here as well. So uh, it's awesome to, to finally be in person and, and plan underground. Sweet. Thank you so much, man. It's really great that you're joining us. All right, we are going to move it on over to the numbers. Yeah, the numbers, of course, brought to us by Time Chain Stats, Time Chain Calendar, and now sponsored by BTC Pins. The numbers are brought to you by BTC Pins. Check them out at btcpins.com. Awesome pins made by a fellow Bitcoiner. As always, I got to show off my stash. That's right. Awesome Bitcoin pins. Use the code PLEB UNDERGROUND for 5% off at btcpins.com. At the time of this recording, the block height is 816,198. The Bitcoin fiat exchange, 37,243.11. Public lightning capacity, 5,369.30. Moscow time, 2684. Fastest fee. Wow, that seems a little low for the last couple of days. Uh, 40 sat per V-byte. Days to the halvening, 165. And of course, our chain rewrite days, 708. Those are the numbers. So yeah, num number go down. The number of sats that you can get for a dollar is going down, right? Uh... That's right. We, we were at like 2,900 last week, I think. I mean, I'm sure we'll come back to this in Hopium, but the the the... That's, that's, I guess, one number we've got to talk about. Do we think this is something that's going to be continuing? Uh, or, or, or is this just a, what do they call it, bull trap? Oh, yeah, this this definitely sounds like a opium conversation. Andre, what, what are your thoughts? Is this a, <laughs> well, yeah, end, that's right, let's get the, the guest involved. <laughs> end of the year is always tricky for Bitcoin, right? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of these, you know, pump and dumps little bits there, sell the news and et cetera, so... Um, I do, I do think, you know, 2024 is the having, uh, so we do have a real supply shock coming. So, um, I, I would expect things to play out a little bit similarly to, to last having, but yeah, I don't know. 37 is great. 47 is great too. 57 is great. I, I like big numbers too. So. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, 
in our last cycle, right, when we had the uh, the China, right, the, the mining ban, and then after that we had the, the FTX, whatever we want to even call that, fake pump implosion, whatever. So what are your what are your thoughts? Did we get did we get stopped short in the in the last bull run? Do you think that we got stopped oh, short? Man. I personally believe that we got stopped it, short. I'm I'm gonna give my opinion. I, I believe, yeah. In so many ways we probably did, but in so many other ways there was so much, you know, artificial infusion of cash into the system that, you know, propelled us to much higher than, than we probably would have seen. Um I, I don't know. I think no one will ever you have the truth or yeah. <laughs> no. No, just just more around like, you know, there's been money printing nonstop. And in the last, what was it, 2017, like that was ridiculous, right? So um, I do think maybe we were stopped short a little bit. Um, I, I don't know whether things like an ETF make it worse or better. Uh, you know, there's you could see in both sides, but I do think we're going to like the next run is going to melt everyone's faces off. Like it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm filled with the hopium yeah. on that one. All right. Speaking of which, See, I'm, I'm still yeah. scarred from like Odell saying like, "Oh yeah, the last one it's going to be like 800k or a million or something," and then it and then it was didn't even get to 100k. Like, and, and so I'm just yeah. like, mm, pff, again, I don't know. What's your, what's your time horizon? What's your time perspective? I I I say it's going to be a million dollars at the end of the decade, and between now and then, I don't know. Like, who knows? Seriously. And if anyone who sells they really know, don't trust them. They They're know. lying to you. Yeah. They don't know shit. No one knows shit. It's too big of a market with too many factors and circumstances and players. And, like, we don't know anything. It's, uh, it's just too large. But you can hope, right? <laughs> Right, and, and price also, is set at the margin, right? It's not all of the all of the Bitcoin being sold. There's also OTC trades. Yeah. Like, it's... You know, yeah. although human behavior is more or less predictable and the same, the asset, the right, what Bitcoin is, is something that's completely different. So I know that our behavior is more or less the same, but I feel that because Bitcoin is so different and we've never actually have a we've never actually had, a you know, the truly scarce asset, uh, a hybrid asset that I, I like to call it. And I know a lot of other people like to call it. So, yeah, none of us know shit, <laughs> you know, like yeah, we, we don't, don't. know. <laughs> And, and it's that's okay. with, with every cycle, the difference is it's easier to talk about Bitcoin. It's easier to explain Bitcoin. Bitcoin is involved in more use cases and more things that mainstream media users would use. So selling Bitcoin or even talking about Bitcoin becomes part of pop culture, part of everyday conversation. And so you don't, it just becomes a norm the same way that internet is now a norm. You don't talk about the internet. It's just a thing. Um, every four year cycle, it's like the usual supply shock and then a major, you know, miners get affected, but also a massive wave of new users come in and then those users bring in new users and et cetera. So, um, like it, we're, we're crossing the chasm is the term, right? Like we're very close to that chasm crossing, I think. So, yeah, absolutely. Andre, one number I've talking about before I've talked about before that's, that I think is masked, um, is, um like lightning activity because you, you phil will, will quote the you know the how much is in how much is on the lightning network each week but i, I i've said that you know the the liquidity can stay the same but the volume of transactions can significantly increase on the lightning network and that's something that we, we don't see in in the numbers that, that phil quotes this week can you can you speak a little bit on this totally. because i know because you know you Z yeah, yeah. Are kind of you know right in the middle of this i know Tid tidwell was moving around all of the lightning uh, a couple <laughs> years ago uh and now you've got a whole department doing it but yeah yeah no tidwell uh leads all of our uh infrastructure and, and lightning things so um there was actually a great report just put out uh, about lightning uh what's it called like the lightning report of 2023 um which was was put out by the river team but even i've spoken to the the folks at river who even mentioned that like we probably have in this report more or less like 10 percent of what the lightning network actually represents um and even then like the report doesn't include zbd data right we were not part of that report so uh it's it's a lot bigger than people imagine uh we process millions and millions and millions of transactions every month and uh, that doesn't appear in a dashboard that doesn't appear in some you know explorer of some kind uh, i know other lightning participants do as well 
Um, and specifically because the Lightning Network has the notion of a private channel, which is really just an unannounced channel. Like I could have a hundred Bitcoin channel to you guys right now, and we could settle a hundred Bitcoin back and forth nonstop every day, millions of transactions, and no one would even know. Um, you know, there's maybe heuristics you could attach to on chain, but you wouldn't know. So lightning activity is giant. It's massive and it's only growing. And, and it's just the, the nature of the network. It's very easy. It's very hard to get data, like public facing data from lightning. It's very complicated to get it. So, um, it's, you know, 10 to a hundred times bigger than people give it, uh, in terms of numbers right now. Yeah, I, there I, is this proof of funds concept right that that you have to announce the 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 utxos and so there's a kind of privacy uh uh paradox i guess um yeah but anyway, there's a lot of heuristics that's... yeah there's a lot of heuristics on chain that allow you to like understand whether this is a lightning channel open or a lightning channel close this is getting harder and harder with changes on lightning protocol there's like static channel aliases you know you have all these different things around utxo management so uh, I think it would even become harder and harder to know data about Lightning moving forward, right? Uh, what you'll find is corporations, companies being able to disclose their information, their data. Uh, we're likely to, you know, do that in the near future too. So, so Lightning, we love you, but we can't really do your numbers anymore because uh, you guys are making it hard for us. So uh, good job. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Phil. absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know what, like this, this lightning conversation is perfect segue because we are going to wrap up the numbers and move it on over to the fireside chat. The fireside chat is brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out at CypherSafe.io. Your seed is the most important thing and you need to make sure that it's stored properly and that it's not going to get destroyed. Store your seed in the Cypher Grid. It also comes with this awesome little punch tool. That's the Cypher Grid at cyphersafe.io. If you appreciate fine craftsmanship, check out the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle. That's right, 16 ounces of solid titanium made by a Bitcoiner for fellow Bitcoiners. That is the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle at cyphersafe.io. Welcome back, everyone. We are diving into the fireside chat with Andre Neves. Did I get it right this time or closer? Yes. Anyways, yes. yeah. So I, I'm super excited to talk to you about about Zebedee and talk to you about Lightning. So first, so first of all, we'll we'll, we'll start with this. What what does Zebedee do? Totally. Uh, so we power. Bitcoin across a variety of experiences. Uh, Zebedee at our core, we are a platform for lightning payments in a global sense. Uh, so any business, any game developer, any developer apps, services, platforms can very easily integrate uh, with Zebedee through our ZBD API. So you can head over to zbd.dev and we've got countless guides, walkthroughs, starter kits, templates, and everything you need from an API reference standpoint to add lightning to your experiences, right? So um, one way to think of it is Fountain is a podcasting app, uh, but they have boosts and they have, you know, the ability to tip each other, right? And support your content creators. Uh, all of Fountain's lightning capabilities are powered by ZBD, right? That's a very clear example for folks to understand. Um, and that's our API side. Uh, anyone can go to zebedee.io and sign up and get going. Uh, we're the first uh, platform to uh, reach the market with a self-serve dashboard. So that's effectively very similar to something like a stripe.com. You can go to zebedee.io, create an account, sign up, verify yourself, and you can power money globally across any number of applications you have, uh, which is the same experience of a, you know, a stripe.com user uh, in the fiat world. Um, so that's on the business side. On the consumer side, we have the very uh, robust and now famous ZBD app. Uh, the ZBD app is the entry point and it's the easiest point for folks to earn Bitcoin. Uh, one thing that we try to do at ZBD is to demystify Bitcoin. We're trying to make it easy for folks to engage with Bitcoin, to use Bitcoin, to earn Bitcoin. Um, you know, you, we have this sense of uh, Bitcoin is this risk on assets, right? Because you have to buy it. You have to go through an exchange and acquire it. You have to trade your hard earned fiat monies around the world to acquire Bitcoin. And so you never want to use it because you went through so much you know, friction to get it. 
Um, and we flip that on its head because ZBD app's entire premise is earn Bitcoin and you earn Bitcoin in a variety of ways. Um, so uh, the first focus for us is games. So there is hundreds of games now that you can open through the ZBD app and you can earn Bitcoin by playing video games. The games that you play on your phone already. We're talking about games like Candy Crush style games, right? Uh, the most famous one is called Bitcoin Miner uh, and they have over a million users, monthly active users who play this game because they like this type of activity and this type of game. Um, we have tons of uh, uh, abilities for folks to earn through social capabilities, right? We may get really deep into this, but the ZBD app is a full-blown Noster client. So every user of the ZBD app has a Noster interface. They have full-blown encrypted DMs. They can send and receive money around the world. They can post to their feeds. Uh, it's literally, you know, the bread and butter of, of Lightning and Noster. Um, and then on top of that, we have all of the capabilities around our own, you know, Zebedee powered experiences is what we call them, right? So uh, we have countless hundreds of partners now that integrate ZBD uh, payments into their experiences. One of them I mentioned being Fountain. One of them, uh, a famous one is called Slice. Slice is, uh, if you're familiar with the Brave browser, uh, the Brave browser is basically, uh, you know, you earn basic attention token uh, for your time uh, for interacting with ads. And shit it's, it's a shit coin, so we don't like that. Uh, but uh, there's a company called Slice that has taken the ZBD API and rebuilt that as a browser extension. And so people earn sats for browsing the internet, right? Think of it this way, we're, we're making it trivial for folks to do what they already do, but instead of being used as the product, they receive returns for their playing of games, for their browsing of the web, for interacting with surveys, for playing with friends online, and even sending DMs to friends, right? So it's it's the easiest way and it's a uh, majority of our user base is not Bitcoiner uh, because of that, because we're trying to demystify this whole thing. So one, I, I like that you guys give away a lot of Bitcoin. Like, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you do give it to people in, in a custodial wallet. Not so yeah. good, but it is a lightning wallet, so they can withdraw it instantly. Good. Yeah. Um, where does that Bitcoin come from? Like, how, how, how are you guys able to just give away so much so much bitcoin it sounds like a scam yeah i know it's uh it's an act active uh conversation topic because it sounds too good to be true it's one of those like download our app do some things and earn bitcoin it's like what's the catch uh no there, there is no catch right the, the way to think of this is we've uh we've been in this journey since 2019 and we've touched every you know adjacent to lightning industry that exists uh gaming has been the one that really has bought into the overarching nature of shit coins in our case, but uh, Bitcoin as well, right? And, and so the idea is that uh, folks are able to interact with games, interact with, uh, uh, you know, what we call rewarded gaming, uh, rewarded playing, uh, the same way that they do with other experiences online. But if they face an advertisement, so let's talk about Slice, for example, right? Slice is taking a cut of the money that they make as a company for displaying ads through to you and they're gonna say hey look we're making some money so you should make money on this too right so look earn satoshis for browsing the internet right so it's an ad revenue model with partners like slice i know fountain has similar similarly they have advertisements but they also have sponsors right so sponsors could be the one powering these uh give these you know so-called giveaways of bitcoin for zebedee it's the same thing right we have both sponsorships, we have the advertisements, we have tournaments, we have events, we have activations. And so it's a collection of all of these revenue streams that we put together and we're able to provide that usability back to users. So you are no longer the product, you are part of the experience and you earn accordingly to the experience, right? Um, one, one thing that I want to touch on, uh, we get a lot of, of feedback on the custodial nature, right? And I think uh, it's totally fair. I'm a Bitcoiner forever and, and I think it's it's, part of the criticism of running a regulated, you know, company in the United States. Um, the reality though, is like when we started in 2019, uh, you couldn't onboard uh, a Joe Schmo, uh, Joe Nobody, or, you know, whoever they are, Nancy, Maria, whoever you are, who doesn't know anything about Bitcoin, has never even heard of the word blockchain. Uh, Satoshi's is, is, you know, nightmare. So um, how do I onboard that person into lightning how do I onboard that person into Bitcoin without a 12 word seed phrase? How do I onboard that person into any of these experiences that are zapped, zappified, right? Without providing them a familiar experience, right? And, and the thinking is 
uh, there are countless companies out there building for Bitcoiners. I use tons of those products myself, the open source software, we contribute to open source software ourselves. Like we do all of that too, but someone has to serve the other 99% of the world, because if we want Bitcoin to grow, we need to build products for everyone, not just products for Bitcoiner. If the thinking is that we must turn everyone into a Bitcoiner for Bitcoin to grow, I don't think we win, right? Because not everyone cares so deeply like we do. I think we are the champions and the pioneers and the ones braving the storm, but we can't expect everyone to be a diehard Bitcoiner because my grandma is 75 and she's not going to want to be a diehard Bitcoiner to understand Bitcoin to self-custody, right? So you have to balance it out and, and build products for customers of all kinds. And that's what we're trying to do. And your grandmother so should post why, on Twitter? Why do you think you, you, you know, if, 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 <laughs> I mean, if custodial services are going to be used by the 99%, why, why should they trust uh, ZBD and not, uh, and not other custodians? So uh, I will, I'll change the, the question a little bit. Um, do, do I believe that the non-custodial, which, by the way, it's a horrible naming, whoever came up with non-custodial, it should be self-custodial and, Agreed. you know, hosted yeah. or something, right? Like, but whatever, but, but non-custodial, let's say that. Um, I hope that the technology continues to evolve, right? And I think we, we've seen major advancements in the last 18 months. We'll continue to see them in the last eight, in the next 18 and so forth. So, um, in a world where we can offer amazing user experiences, uh, where users don't have to worry about losing their entire life savings if they don't store a 12-word seed phrase, if they don't save a static channel backup of their lightning node on the phone, et cetera, et cetera. If we get to that, and I think we're getting closer and closer, I would love to you know, say we're going to do non-custodial for a lot of stuff, right? And that's great. And that's great for users, right? So to your point, why should they trust Zebedee? Well, Zebedee takes uh, regulation you know, a little too into the weeds. Like we have been since 2019, we started as a compliant business. We've only ever been compliant. We don't try to scapegoat. We have security practices. We have massive infrastructure for lightning. We have massive, we're SOC 2 compliant. I want to say we're one of the first lightning companies to ever be SOC 2 compliant in regards to cybersecurity practices. So um, yes, for all these reasons, you should choose us, but we don't expect you to host your Bitcoin with us. This isn't about life savings. This is your wallet your gaming wallet your everyday zapping wallet this is your little wallet you keep if you would keep 100 bucks in your current wallet on on your pocket then you should keep 100 bucks worth of bitcoin in your zbd wallet but you know don't zbd is not meant to be your your bank in that sense right now this isn't this isn't what it's meant for um but let me change it because uh the question why should they trust us is because we are not serving just users Users are a specific, and when I say users, are users of the app. Users of the app are specific users that play games, they engage with users, they do that kind of stuff, and they use some Bitcoin here and there. When we talk about businesses, serving businesses, they don't play with little bits of transactions. They don't play with 10 bucks. They don't play with 100 bucks. Like most of our developer partners move thousands, millions of dollars worth, right? And they move in millions of transactions. In order to self-host that, it's very, very cumbersome. You're, it's not a, even anymore about the lightning side. It's not anymore about the custody side. It's about the infrastructure. It's about the platform. It's about API resilience. It's about high t high availability, right? So they can't find their own Tidwell, basically. Like they need a Tidwell, basically, right? And so uh, we have to provide these capabilities. Whenever we talk with AAA title game studios, whenever we talk, talk to open uh, uh, public companies. The first question is like, how does this work? Are you regulated? Are you compliant? Can we process money through you? Because it's one thing to make a $10 payment in Lightning. It's a whole other thing to process $10 million worth of Lightning over a month, right? Um, globally, mm -hmm. like it's a very different business. So um, we've taken that from the, from the ground up and from day zero, right? And that's why you should trust ZBD and that's why you should use it for your API needs as well as entering Bitcoin. To me, it's also like you don't need to because you can withdraw on Lightning, and that's instantaneous. So, like, it, yeah. yeah, you can you, you can trust you can trust the infrastructure, but you don't need to trust the custody because because it's Lightning. Um, and take it away, earn your yeah. Sats, take it away. You know, I, 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 the way I see it is like in and there's two things. One, that's what most people do. Uh, users don't maintain massive balances because that's not the point. The point is earn a bunch of sats and spend it, right? And you get gift cards and you buy things online and you send it to your friends and you Nostra and zap them. Um, but the other folks that, that save it, they go a step further and they become Bitcoiners. And that to me is massive because 
we onboarded someone who wasn't a Bitcoiner. They earned a little bit of sats. They decide to go down the proverbial rabbit hole. They download another wallet that's self-custodial. And now they have ZBD and their own self-custodial wallet. And people come to me and they say, do you consider that a lost customer? And I say, fuck no, that customer is amazing. We turned someone into realizing the value of Bitcoin, realizing the value of self-custody, and they still use ZBD because they want to earn Bitcoin, not because they want to custody with us, but because they want to earn Bitcoin. So I, I, see, I see that as a major step forward, not as a step back. And, and, you know, we don't lose a customer. We want Bitcoin, want a person that's now going to push for Bitcoin. That's how I see it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a very important distinction about the about the custody and about essentially what your role is like. You don't want to custody their, their Bitcoin. Um, so speaking of which. What do you what are your thoughts on the and I'm not going to call it necessarily a growing narrative because it I you know we're in an echo chamber especially on Twitter uh, <laughs> sorry X um but what are your thoughts on the narrative that uh lightning is essentially the the layer that is going to bring about the the state capture on bitcoin that's it's something that I yeah. I've seen in passing from different accounts I know don't get me wrong, but a lot of the privacy advocates, right? Like a lot of the privacy advocates, the, you know, samurai and wasabi, uh, you know, type yeah. of advocates oftentimes tend to give lightning a, a hard time and say that, you know, this is how the state is going to capture Bitcoin. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think if you look on chain, uh, on chain is incredibly see-through and now with folks, things like chain analysis, elliptic, et cetera. Um, it's even more see-through. You can connect and attach all kinds of heuristics, and you know, arguably, it's it's a pub, it's a entirely visible public ledger where you can mostly understand things. Uh, you don't know all of it, but you can mostly understand things. Um, Lightning privacy is different, very different, um, and because of what I just mentioned around uh, certain you know businesses building upon Lightning. Um, so I, I think the way to think of it is like the capture. Um, Lightning is Bitcoin being used as medium of exchange, right? It's like incredibly fast send and receive. And because of that, it's a different use case and businesses have different needs, both from a local jurisdictional law level, but also from a global standpoint. I'm sure we're gonna talk about uh, the travel rules and all this stuff. So um, it may come to the point where uh, Lightning, is at a position where large providers and, and businesses powering massive, you know, developers and partners and apps like ZBD, for example, uh, will find themselves in a place where we are regulated because, because it started that way. Um, I, I think that narrative, uh, like what you call the narrative is plausible, uh, is how I'd say, right. I'm, I'm a very pragmatic person. I, I understand the difference. Like, I don't live in utopia where Bitcoin wins and every there's no government, right? Because that that's not really how things are going to play out. Uh, but I also, you know, do the best that I can to push towards that utopic future. Uh, but I'm very pragmatic, and and I do think there is a level of at which if we don't continue to pursue uh, and continue to develop resources and and developers and even like tools for the for the self custodial Bitcoiner and Lightning uh, to be very very quick. I think there is a plausible future in where there is massive players in the space where they are just forced to have to report things to have to uh because otherwise people go to jail right and 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 that's a very real reality like business owners in the space have certain requirements as, as owners and uh, you know regulated businesses so um it is plausible that there is something and and, and it's plausible the conversation around two lightning networks right a, a compliant lightning network and kyc and then some stuff that isn't I think all of those paths are plausible. I, I would hope that we're doing the most we can to not push for that direction. Um, you can open channels to our nodes right now if you'd like to. That's not like other partners in the space. Um, but I think it's always going to continue being an uphill battle that we have to you know, stand strong. Um, it, it's a reality that could play out uh, is, is how I would say it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I've, I've thought about this quite a bit and I'm I'm always kind of on the fence because I, I understand that, you know, like essentially, you know, if you and I have a lightning channel open together that we, we don't, we're not going through a central hub or anything like that. Like there's no knowledge of this unless, you know, to your point, unless somebody somehow is tracking the opening and closing of the channels, sure. like, you know, through a heuristic on chain. So 
but but it's also gossiped phil this and this is this yeah. is the bit this is the paradox that i was alluding to before that you have to have and i talked in fact i talked to antoine like a couple of weeks ago like <laughs> before he before he quit right like yeah. uh lightning uh, because of it, he had some concerns but I, I was asking this 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 question like you, you essentially have to juggle when when you open a lightning channel you have to essentially dox the utxo because you need 100%. to prove the funds because 100%. otherwise you could essentially like you could have some i don't know like a government or something create a spoof network where you've got you know millions of lightning channels that are fake because because they don't have to be backed by any utxo and mm -hmm. so the in the gossip network you're all doxing the the utxos for public lightning channels and so this only applies for you know if but if but but this is certainly gonna maybe applies at some point for uh, routing nodes because you have these these public channels that have, that have been announced um yeah, it, can this can this paradox be solved? This 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 proof of funds versus private yeah. but for a public channel. Can can this be solved? So, yeah, there's there's ongoing. Uh, well, two things. One, it's funny you mentioned uh, the lightning channels without UTXOs because we built a technology like that and we released it. It's called hosted channels. Um, and Lightning Labs has a separate one as well that, that it's called, I believe it's called a virtual channels. Uh, it's basically a lightning channel. It's a trusted lightning channel where the two parties are saying, I'm okay with not having a UTXO. And yes, that's a concern, right? Like that is a concern that we don't want to rehypothecate a ton of lightning channels and pretend that there's Bitcoin and there isn't. Um, I think so with regards to on-chain heuristics, there is static channel aliases, uh, ID aliases that we're trying to I believe they got merged into the bolts probably. Um, and so that needs to be pushed through, which is basically instead of having to have my short channel alias, my ID map to a UTXO, it could just be a random ID, right? And so I no longer have that very quick UTXO heuristic that I can map. That doesn't mean that other heuristics on chain don't apply, they still do, um, right? So uh, lightning privacy will forever be a thing that will continue being worked on. I don't think there's a clear, uh, like I would love things like L2, I would love things like PTLCs, all of these things would improve lightning privacy, um, but they also require soft forks in Bitcoin, uh, you know, and, and potentially that's never going to happen or maybe that'll happen in the near future. So um, we can't really, the problem is we can't really depend on these things. Like we can't say we need this in Bitcoin in order to push lightning forward, right? Because then we're talking about waiting five, 10 years. Um, we have to pursue it as much as we can. And and I think that's why, in, on my side, I run a, a business that's a regulated compliant business with a custodial service. To Walton's point, like, yes, because uh, we have to do this. But at the same time, I fund multiple developers who do only open source work because I believe that we can push the open source so far that the technology makes part of what we do in terms of custody, hopefully obsolete. And then everyone can custody their own shit and it's perfect, right? But it's not there yet. So, Did you do that in Brazil? I, like, cause I, 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 I remember hearing from JC, who used to work from, for you, like back in the early Plebnet days, that yeah. there was some guy in Brazil earning earning a living, you know, play, playing ZBD games. Uh, but you, yeah. you, I know you have a yeah connection. Yeah. Connection there. No, so, so that was 2020 was when we did all that stuff. We had CSGO, uh, where people were earning like massive amounts of money through tournaments in CSGO through ZBD. Uh, people were paying bills and paying like groceries and all this stuff. Uh, on the on the on the side of of uh, what, like open source, what I mean is we have NBD. NBD is our open source arm, uh, which stands for no big deal. You can go to nbd.wtf. Um, NBD is, is led by uh, Fiat Jeff. Fiat Jeff is the creator of Noster. He's mm -hmm. you know a massive participant in the industry as well. So um, we have multiple developers that only focus on open source, him included. And then Doesn't I also he hate Lightning though. Really confusing. <laughs> Jeff is a massive troll. Um, he has he has um, expressed uh, his concerns about like lightning scalability and privacy and etc. But this isn't news. Like this has been something he's voiced for two plus years. It's just people take his words and then they twist it and then they put it out because he's like, now the criticism should happen, right? Because if criticism oh, yeah. doesn't happen, no, then, then people get wrecked, right, Phil? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. No. I think it's one of those things, but Fiat is, is a, a big troll, but uh, I also am the co-founder of Vinciun, which is meant to 
uh, fostered the R&D team and, and developer uh, developer ecosystem in Brazil. So kind of we're trying to be uh, the brink of Brazil, the chain code of Brazil in a different way, in like the Kala dev of Brazil in a different way. So we're slowly starting, but we have two Bitcoin core devs. Uh, we have grants out. We power and support bit devs in Brazil all over. So, um, you know, we need to push open source because at the same time, I need to onboard the no coiners and the pre coiners into the space so that they can go down the rabbit hole. I need to support the open source world so we can move to a, everyone being self custodial in a, you know, five, 10 years, hopefully. But um, you need to play both sides, right? Because if you don't, right, the, the shit coiners, just like the kind of fiat empires, they, they get they have their, too much money, man. And they, they, they want to they wanna mess with it. And then, and then they get all of these. All of these people wrecked that can't that can't afford to be. It's, that's, that's right. That's right. I, we we wish that segment could, we wish that this segment could go on forever. But uh, <laughs> I, man, no, seriously, it, like we really appreciate uh, everything that you're doing for you know for Bitcoin and uh, and the Lightning infrastructure. But we oh, yeah. do have to move on to our next segment. But before we do, tell the listeners uh, and the viewers how they can find you. How can they reach you? Yeah, head on over to zbd.gg to download the ZBD app to earn Bitcoin and uh, and, and get involved with Noster, the you know the hottest new thing since sliced bread. Um, and then uh, if you're trying to power Bitcoin into your experiences, uh, head on over to zebedee.io and look at our API documentation. Very nice, very nice. Thank you very much. And guys, that wraps up the fireside chat, and we are moving on over to wrecked. Wrecked is brought to you by CryptoCloaks. Check them out at CryptoCloaks.com. Use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND for 5% off awesome 3D prints made by Bitcoiners, such as the 3D printed grenade. That's right. You can fit an open dime or maybe you're interested in the 3D printed astronaut dude. That's right. Anyways, check them out at CryptoCloaks.com. Use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND for 5% off. Welcome back to Wrecked, everyone. All right. I don't know why. I don't know why this this guy gets brought up. I'm talking about uh, Dave Ramsey. I, I I guess because he gives all of this financial advice. I don't know why he pops up in Bitcoiner circles. But anyways, uh, yeah, this is a video shared by the Bitcoin therapist and was tweeted out by BTC Salvation. Let's take a look uh, a little bit of what Dave Ramsey has to say before we dive into our main story for Wrecked. And what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a currency on the internet. It has no value, except to the extent someone else will take it from you as value. Just like that paper has no value, except the extent someone else will take it. So Bitcoin is the Iraqi dinar of the Internet. And I know intelligent people who, while they're intelligent or not wise, that have put a bunch of money in Bitcoin. But it's a really good way to turn a million dollars into nothing to play in unstable currencies that they're, and, and here's what you have. Let me tell you what Bitcoin is. It, it's WWW. It's the wild, wild west. You're back to the Western banking system. Okay, hold on. We're going to stop there before we get into the uh, the actual main part of Wrecked. That, that, that is pretty much, I mean, I was almost paying attention for, for most of it until we, we got to that. Bitcoin is like the anti uh, antithesis of, of banking and, and and Andre, I saw you. I saw you laughing. Uh, I saw you laughing about that. What are your thoughts on uh, on Dave Ramsey and specifically just love, his, uh, his his thoughts? <laughs> I just love when people speak as if they have incredible knowledge of what they're talking about when really they know no shit about it. So that's what I felt like. He spoke so boldly about something he has no idea what's going on. So just, and 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 he gives a lot of financial advice and to a certain extent like that financial advice is not so terrible but right now he's got 14 years going against every word he said. I so, don't know. I, as a British person I don't really know who this guy is. I've I've heard I've, I've seen him come <laughs> up a couple times. My understanding is he kind of gives generic generic advice like basically, you know, be solvent. Save more than save. Save something. Um, Do your own research. But, but but I have a rule, uh, and this is something. And maybe it's a rule that I've developed post Bitcoin, or Bitcoin has like allowed me to reinforce it. But don't trust. Don't trust advice 
on things like money from fat people. Like, don't trust money advice from people who aren't in shape. And the reason why that is, is because they don't value proof of work. So, they, 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 they otherwise, they'd be in shape. So, it... I, I'm just going to make a point of excusing people with glandular problems, okay? Yeah, just yeah, obviously. Like, there, okay? Medical medical <laughs> exemptions apply, etc., etc. But the, the point is, is if you value... If you value if you value proof of work then you're gonna be you're you're gonna be in better shape than if you don't and i think if if you value proof of work you also build businesses where you do real work um like there's, there's yeah. a kind of and, and these are the people that you should be asking advice from you shouldn't be looking to people that that don't seem to actually value calculated work you don't say you have to be someone that's you know just ju they just work without any intelligence non-stop like you know you don't don't follow a rat like but do, do you know what i mean like you you should be <sighs> yeah i think but I don't, think don't follow people that are armchair armchair people like it's it because yeah they don't value proof of work enough yeah i think you should you should really look at the uh the incentive structure, right? Like yeah. for, for him, um, he's incentivized to say certain things in TV because he has a viewership that's going to follow it. This, this is no different than an Instagram uh, model posting something with a watch and saying like ad, right? Because it's, it's, it's his voice, it's his idea. So um, I, I'm very skeptical of, of folks whose job is to tell others where to invest because they're incentivized to say certain things, whether we like it or not. Um, right. So I'm not saying your, your own financial advisor is that person because they are incentivized to help you. But a person on TV uh, talking to millions of Americans, etc., they their incentives are different. So um, I would definitely watch out for that is, is how I would see it. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. And speaking of incentives, let's let's dive into the main part of our wrecked story. Here we go. All right, guys. Yeah, this is, uh, it's pretty bad stuff, right? Uh, I think this, this started, I mean, this article in particular that we're looking at is November 9th. So Gemini's travel rule measures reflect worrying creep of over-regulation. Okay. And this is the, uh, this is the key here. Gemini said it will restrict outward cryptocurrency transfers to a list of 58 virtual asset service providers, VASPs, registered under the travel rule universal solution technology trust starting on November 17th. And just so people understand, this is uh, to be in compliance with FATFA, F-D-F-A-T-F. So yeah, we can see here, this is actually, you know, they're showing here what is changing. So to ensure transparency of data from the 17th of November, 2023, Gemini will only permit outbound transfers to other registered trust VASPs. I mean, that is, that is pretty scary stuff. So look, um, this is only in the UK. From what I understand, and I'm not trying to diminish the uh, the importance. Or I've never met anyone that uses Gemini in the UK, just to be clear. Yeah, I was but actually going to ask. I've met like all of them, but like like I'm pretty sure it's they're like, just dominant in the US. It's probably like like not, it might not even be a top ten but, exchange in the UK. I don't know. But but let me but so this is kind of the the thing that that was worrying me about this. Okay, um, because th they're talking about exchange transfers, but. All right. I'm imagining, of course, the tinfoil hat is imagining that all of a sudden I may not be able to transfer, right? Like, because in, in the case that you're trying to, you know, sell Bitcoin for fiat to pay bills, like what if you try to, you know, transfer from your hardware wallet to Gemini and for whatever reason they block you? So I, I don't know. I think I just, it's more I, like the other way around, right? They're going to write some sort of script that means that you can only outbound. spend to another exchange's wallet rather than to like that. I don't, I don't understand it enough, but like they'll, they'll, they'll essentially lock it down, right? So look, it's, it's inbound. If I understood correctly, there, there's, there's outbound, but there's also inbound transfers as well. So Gemini may freeze and or restrict users who are attempting to make inbound transfers to Gemini from a non-trust VASP. And, and, and the question is, because technically a, hardware wallet or a wallet i mean you know i, I yeah. don't consider myself a vasp but they might anyways you, I, I just think this you is can't even place. become one you couldn't even become a vasp if you wanted yeah. to right this goes back to to the banking system which is like it's no longer permissionless because even though you may speak the same language and we can speak bitcoin to each other 
I don't accept your Bitcoin because you're not a regulated entity that has gone through all the things. And so uh, I think more than anything, Phil, this is uh, setting precedent. I agree that this is small. It's, I mean, small as in like, it's only in UK and et cetera. But I think the biggest giveaway here is the precedent. Like now we have precedent for 58 institutions around the UK who are subscribing to this notion of the trust. Uh, and, you know, the next time someone comes around and it'll be, oh, we're just going to do that too, because that's what they do over here. That's what works. Um, and then things expand and it becomes a global network and da, 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 right? So it is very worrisome, I, I would say, as a precedent, right, is, is yes. a problem. No, I, I absolutely agree. All right, guys, guess what? That wraps up Wrecked, and we're going to move it on over to the Hopium. The Hopium. This week's Hopium is sponsored by Represent. Represent are a Bitcoin-owned clothing brand based in the United States of America. They produce a fine range of apparel and accessories, like the item you see I'm wearing today. Uh, but you can't buy this. But you can buy things almost as cool if you go to representltd.com and use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND for a discount on all of the goodies. Once again, that's representltd.com. Welcome back to Hopium. Uh, where this week uh, the price is pumping, uh, and so I'm not sharing any articles. The the price the price is pumping. Pe people are people are hopeful. People are going into ball into 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 work right, and their boss is like, "Why are you late?" And they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" Uh, like you know the Kermit meme. Like the the Bitcoin Twitter is a jubilant place. Um, yeah, let's have I it. Mean, let's ha it's pretty pretty hopeful, but like, I. Yeah, are you guys are you guys hopeful on the price? You actually think? You're right. I mean, I'm 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 kind of annoyed about it because I want to keep buying Sats and they're getting more expensive. But like, yeah, are you are you hopeful on this? Is it, and is this something that's going to continue, or is this, you know, are we gonna are we gonna see retracements? Are we gonna see the price dipping again uh, before the halving? Yes, to price dips before the halving, but uh, a strong finish this year is probably what I would have in my cards. Yeah. Yeah, so that we're having, we're, that's right, we're doing the, the full degen hopium conversation about the prices. That's right, everything is macro, to, uh, to, quote, <laughs> to quote the yellow puppets, everything is macro. Uh, but look, I, uh, yeah, you know, the... Um, hmm. That's what she I, said, been, right? Maybe, maybe that is what she said. But um, I don't, you know, I was thinking about where this, where this stops or where this cools off, right? We've been talking about this in a few different spaces. Some people are like, you know, what if we get to, you know, what if we're actually going to pump to 100K before we actually get to the halving? You know, like uh, other people are sitting there saying, you know, maybe previous all-time high. I personally think we might just float between, you know, like 30 and 50K, you know, who... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't it's know. still wild that my buddy, my buddy who who's on his I think ninth Twitter profile, he has a picture of a cat. Uh, uh, he's famous for for um, exotic birds, or rather, um, smoke alarms that he doesn't change the batteries for on spaces. Um, he made a bet with Adam Back from Million Sats over this. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still kind of amused, confused how how this bet even happened, but. Um, uh, Adam's Adam's pretty certain it's going to be a hundred k by the by the halvening, uh, as he as he calls it. Um, it is yeah. halvening. Who I've had this. Who argument. knows? I mean, I, 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 I've I've heard the point. It's like the halvening is the event where the Bitcoin supply halves, blah blah blah, whatever. But I I, I have a question, Andre. What are you What are you hopeful about? Like we we we've talked about how you know numbers get occluded in, in lightning. What yeah what hopeful stories do you think are be uh yeah are occluded um or the people don't know about that should know about yeah so i personally i think uh the the thing that's missing is bitcoin needs to be cool uh to be honest uh i think we think bitcoin is incredibly cool but the general people out there do not outside of our bubble don't think bitcoin is cool uh they think they think nfts were cool do you see what i mean um, like that's the problem, right? So we need yeah. to remove, demystify that whole thing. So um, I'm hopeful that in 2024, uh, companies like ZBD and others can help make Bitcoin part of every day so that it feels like a cool thing that you should be involved in. Just this recent pump from the 29 to 35 or whatever it was, 
like if you look at Google Trends, uh, the search for Bitcoin went up like 1,826%. And this is the smallest pump we've seen in history of Bitcoin, right? So like the fact that every, I feel like there's a massive, uh, uh, like numbers, millions and millions of people out there that are just outside of Bitcoin and they know it, they understand it, but they don't really have a use for it yet. And I think when they, when it clicks, and I think unfortunately a price rise makes everyone question it, makes everyone Google it, makes everyone start searching for it. And if they are, if they come across what I believe is, is what we're trying to do is make Bitcoin uh, uh, digestible, like usable and, and fun, um, I think people are going to eat that up like no other because it's a global money that you can participate and you can send and receive at the speed of the internet, right? Like that. So I, I'm very hopeful that uh, these things will occur. And, 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 you know, from that comes a lot more users, which comes a lot more demand for Bitcoin, which comes a lot more, you know, price, uh, the, you know, discovery kind of thing. And so we should see the Bitcoin price rise as well. I'm very hopeful for, uh, you know, non-custodial technologies improving and getting better in 2024. I'm very hopeful for the things that ZBD is launching. So, um, yeah, all around, I think Bitcoin's going to have a massive 2024 and we haven't even scratched the surface. Absolutely beautiful, man. Andre's got me bullish. I don't know about you, Walton. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, he, he, it's, it also, I'm not going to lie. He also sounds like he's, he's speaking some of the words of a, a campaign. I started in the summer, uh, <laughs> um, make Bitcoin sexy again. I think like Andre is speaking to this. He's saying, look, yeah. be cool. Bitcoiners stop being losers. Be cool. And, 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 and then Bitcoin's going to take over the world. But you can't, you can't be losers, guys. You have to, you can't just save Bitcoin. You need to hit the gym. You need to like, you know, do, do some other stuff, make some cool <laughs> stuff, do some cool things. Proof of work. <laughs> right. Proof of work. Right. Guys, exactly. let us, let us know what you think, right? What gives you hope in Bitcoin? Put it in the comments. And guess what, guys? This wraps up our episode of Pleb Underground for the week. Don't forget, like and subscribe. Help us grow the channel. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You can stream us sats through Breeze. And don't forget to take self-custody, not your keys, not your coin. We've got some links down in the show notes to help you out with that. And, of course, Andre. Thank you so much for joining us. It was amazing to have you on the show. Walton, yeah. how do we wrap this one up? Fuckshitcoins.com. Please like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Peace. Take care.